When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. If this is your first time here at Modern Day Debate, want to let you know we are a neutral platform that hosts debates on science, religion, and politics. My name is James Coons, and I'm your host, and we also want to let you know, no matter what walk of life you are from, we really do hope you feel welcome, folks. We really do appreciate you hanging out with us. The more, the merrier. And want to let you know, if you're sick, in the head, like us, and you like juicy, controversial debates. Well, you are in the right place, and I would say, hey, hit that subscribe button, because we have many more juicy, controversial debates coming up. So, for example, at the bottom right of your screen, you will see that we are going to have a debate next week on on whether or not Bigfoot is real. So that is going to be a blast, folks. That is next Saturday. And so as I had said, hit that subscribe button for reminders as Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum will be here. And he's actually going to be defending the Bigfoot thesis. And that'll be against a PhD student, a newcomer named Maddie, as she will be arguing that she's agnostic on Bigfoot. So very excited for that. And want to say we... Really appreciate you guys being here. This is our triple header. You guys, this, we've never had such an epic lineup of debates. If you had not seen it, oh my gosh, today's been an an amazing day. And so we're excited for this one. It is our third in the triple header. And so we are thrilled to have our guests here. Want to say, especially the last debate was so huge, it went way over what we expected. And so we really appreciate our guests tonight being so patient being so awesome and so flexible, given that we started an entire hour late, which by the way is two hours later than we originally, so we really do appreciate you both, Mark and Lemon. Thank you guys so much for being here. Mark is ready to roll. So with that, Mark is going to get the ball rolling. He has a quick opening statement. That can be about 10 to 12 minutes at most. can be as short as he wants as well. And then we'll have one from Lemon and then right into the open conversation. And so with that, thanks everybody for being here. And Mark, the floor is all yours. We appreciate you being with us. 
Okay, thanks for having me, James. Really appreciate it. And thanks, Lemon, for stepping in there. It was, uh, as some of you might have seen, it was meant to be Billy Zig, and I spent all day reading his novel, The Elusive Curve, and I absolutely <laughs> recommend it. Genuinely, it's about two pounds, that's English, on uh, the Kindle store. I can definitely recommend it. It's amazing. Um, so, I have no scientific knowledge whatsoever. None. I was crap at school. We do this thing in England called GCSEs, which are like, you take them when you're 16, and then you go on to the further education sort of thing. And I was so crap at science, they made me do one called the Jewel Award, where they sort of just bundle it together and go, all right, just try that. And you sort of scrape through. Like, I don't know about physics. I don't know about biology. I don't know about chemistry. I. So you could say, yes, I was a, a globist by default. But my point is that, like, tonight, I feel a bit bad for you, Lemon, because it's going to be like arguing with a flat earther because I can't, I don't know scientific terms for nothing. I don't know. So we'll find out. Thing is, I'm convinced that the Earth's round and maybe you can convince me that it's not. But I've done my time in conspiracy circles. Like I've gone to the bottom of the rabbit hole, like way down. And so a couple of years ago, I saw a thing on like some Instagram truth page i follow and it says something about flat earth and it said like you know don't knock it till you've looked at it and i was like okay that's fair i'll have a look at it and i think it was a link to probably either the debate video or mark sarge's videos one of them and i watched like 10 15 minutes and for five minutes after i was like holy shit like the earth might actually be flat that's like that was a pretty convincing video and i was like oh man i don't want to be a flat earther and then I was like, well, hang on, let me look to see if there's a debunking video. So I looked to see if there was a debunking video, and there was. And then 20 minutes later, I was like, of course, of course the Earth isn't flat. Like, it was so easily debunked in 15 minutes. Like, and that was all it took, and that was that. So, again, like, this could be interesting, because basically, and this is going to be tricky for you, I admit them, and this is a, a tough task here, like, the same as... Because I've, I've seen you argue, I've seen you debate... Uh, with Fight the Flat Earth, and I've seen a debate with T-Jump here, and they've put, like, so much proof in front of you, and you haven't taken it, so I'm not even going to try. There's no point. But until you can, your model can do better than the globe model at explaining and predicting sunrises, sunsets, seasons, volcanoes, day and night at the same time, why the sun and the moon are in the sky, stars in the separate hemispheres, Polaris, solar eclipses, lunar eclipses, tides, uh, Jupiter's moon, celestial poles, uh, why the sky goes red, why the sky goes blue, uh, weather, how we have weather, what's that all about? Until you have a model that can explain all this and not contradict another part of that model, yeah, then maybe I'll take another look at flat Earth, that's all. So with that, thank you, James. Thank you very much, and we'll kick it over now to Lemon. Lemon, now is your time to do your opening statement, and thanks so much again for being with us, and you're still on mute. Oh, you got it. Thanks so much. No problem. Um, I used to think the flat earth was, you know, illogical and stupid, but I kept on hearing about it. I heard about it from school where they said they thought people fell off the edge, and then I kept on hearing about it, you know, in the current day and age and I'm like how can people believe this and then the back of my mind said you know what this is true 
because people don't just keep believing stuff like this unless there's something to it. So I looked into it. I looked into the YouTube videos before the YouTube started purging the videos and putting them at the bottom of the feed. If you were able to find them at all, 200 proofs by Eric Dubay, you know, which is hard to find now an English version of it. You can find like a foreign language version of 200 proofs. The earth is, you know, not a, a spinning ball or whatever, but you can't find an English one, which is really weird. Um, you know, which, you know, just shows that there's something here that, you know, um, people don't want us to see. And then, you know, I heard the arguments, you know, and I uh, looked out and saw a flat plane and I said, how could I think that this was a ball for so long? And then I tried to see where the science, you know, was not only there, but could only be interpreted in one way. And I saw a science that could easily be reinterpreted in another fashion and still have validity as far as I could see over a flat plane. And so I'm still learning about this myself. You know, I'm learning how the, you know, uh, globe science could be absorbed into the flat earth fold, you know, and seeing how that can happen, you know, without contradiction. But the main thing um, would be, you know, as far as I can see, feel, um, and experience, I see and experience a flat motionless plane. I don't feel um, the earth turning through space. I don't see curvature. And the curvature that I do see is pretty questionable. So I guess the main question now is, do we need to take another look at this evidence and see um, if it can be reinterpreted over um, a flat plane instead of, say, a ball? Um, you know, seeing what is science really, really telling us, if anything, what are our experiences telling us? And um, even what other sources other than science are really telling us. Thank you very much. We will kick it into open discussion mode. Gentlemen, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. So, Lemon, would I be right in thinking you have a similar level of scientific expertise as myself? Uh, probably uh, layman level. Um, I'm not an astrophysicist. If you're at layman level, mate, you're asking. one or two up from me, then it sounds like you're probably doing a little better than me there. But my point is, like, I guess, like, what, what are we doing discussing this? Like, scientists have already discussed this, and the globe won, didn't it? So, like, mm, I understand you. Not quite. But, okay, well, let's... You, you, okay, well, okay, let's... Right, I'm a blank slate. Lemon, what's your best bit of evidence that the Earth is flat? Well, if you've ever been at a table or a restaurant, you, you'll notice that there's a flat surface in front of you where you're putting your food on the table. I Notice agree. how the table appears to rise up toward the level of the eyes. If you wanted to put, say, a round surface in its place, notice how there's a top position on the ball from which everything else falls away immediately and no longer rises to the level of the eyes. So going pound for pound out into the real world and comparing that, you know, empirically, zotetically, whatever the heck you want to call it, based off of your experience, and what you see right there and, and what's reproducible, the horizon appears to rise up toward the level of the eyes as if it's a flat surface, not like it's a beach ball where it drops immediately from the highest point. So based off of that similar experience, the earth cannot be anything other than more or less an irregular, but a topographical plane 
especially if you're looking out over large bodies of water or even over land. Now, land in general does slope gently down toward the sea from, in general, the highest sections in the middle of the continent. But it appears to be more or less topographically a plain even then if you're looking out over land. And so based off of that empirical experience alone, what your senses are telling you, it appears to be indicating that it's a flat plane, not a ball. Okay, somehow we went from there being a table in a restaurant, and then there was a circular table, and then there were some planes, and then therefore flat. I, I I don't know, that didn't, like, hang on, I'm just going to draw this here. Like, that's a bit of a curve, right? Okay. Like, yeah. you get that, like, there's a little dot there now. That's, like, how big Everest is on the Earth. Like, it's always going to look flat. Like, we're too little. It's really big. Like, do you know how little the Earth would have to be for us to be able to see a curve? We'd have to be like 200 miles uh, we're, around. We're not that little, though. I don't, we're pretty uh, it's little. just, you know, we're, we're not that little. little. Compared to like, obviously, this is not to scale. But like, and if it was, that's probably wrong. It's probably way bigger than that. Like, we're like, <laughs> we're really, like, compared to the Earth, yeah, we're really bloody little. Like, we're not going to see it. The Earth would have to be like 200 miles around for us to see a curve. That is a total arbitrary number, by the way. Like, but pretty little. It would have to be really small for us to see a curve. Like, why would you expect to see a curve? Like, how big do you think the Earth is? Like, we, what's, what's well, the, the thing is, like the, um, uh, the, Sorry, the Earth has um, a curvature formula of eight inches per mile squared. No, that it is doesn't really, does it? It doesn't really, though, does it? That's this. like with a parable or something or other. I've seen enough debates to know that, like, conspiracy cats get upset when people say that. So I'm going to mimic him. Apparently, it's not that really. So you don't think that there would be an x squared because you're you're talking about the parabola, which is normally x squared mathematically. You're saying that the formula wouldn't have an x squared in it. Is that what you're saying? I don't because know what you're talking about. Because anything squared makes a parabola mathematically, like a parabola. Okay, I've just I've just like, heard um, every time I've heard this been brought up, it's been said that's not really true. Even if it is true, like I don't. It, it's it's very clear to me that. The Earth is dead big, and we're dead little, so we can't see a curve. It, I don't give a shit if it's eight inches per whatever. It doesn't matter. We're dead little. That's but, dead big. But that gives you a baseline to check the claim. That way they can't just, you know, speak out of both sides of their mouth and say, oh, we've accurately cataloged the Earth. If but they we were can't lying, why would they lie wrong? Using the curvature formula because it's so big. That's contradictory. Why would they lie wrong? If they were lying, why would they, why wouldn't they just say it's really, really, really big? Well, they if they were lying, why would they lie wrong? Is why 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 make it so easily disprovable if that's easily uh, disprovable? Liars only need you to have faith in them. They don't even need to make the lie that good. That's why we have to explore this to get tools of discernment so that we can ferret out the lie and never be lied to again. Uh, the uh, mathematical formula for a circle, just to let you know, like the, the uh, circular earth, the spherical earth, if you took like a, a 2D um, orthographic representation of the earth, it would make a circle. And the mathematical equation of a circle is x squared. That's where that x squared comes from. Plus y squared equals r squared, the radius squared. 
And so basically the um, circle formula for the Earth roughly would be x squared plus y squared equals uh, the radius 3,963 uh, uh, 3, miles squared if you're going to go with miles. So from that, you get eight inches per x squared since the units in that formula are x squared or eight inches per mile squared if x is in terms of miles. That's where the eight inches per okay. mile squared comes from. Are you saying it will not at, be the super this, accurate at the end of all this, hang on a minute, at the end of all this, is, are you going to say, and we can see further than we should? Yeah, testing their claims, right. yes. Okay. To test out okay. the claims of the liar. Okay. We also know there's all kinds of things. Like, I know you guys do this as well. As I said, I read Billy Zig's novel earlier, and uh, there's a whole bit in that about how we can't trust what's going on because of refraction and distortion and this and that. And that's true. We don't know. Like, light acts funky. Like, the way light wo works through the atmosphere and through water, it acts weird. You can't trust it sometimes. It can give you more. Sometimes it can give you less. That's a general rough rule. And also, so say, say, let's just like, I know that there's an explanation for that in the globe model, which is fine for me because it still matches everything else, all that stuff, right? So even if you could see further than we were meant to, all you've done is prove we could see further than we were meant to. That could, like, why aren't you a really, a, a much bigger globalist? Like, why don't you just think it's a much bigger globe? Like, why have you gone well, to flat earth? Well, the thing is, um, these truths come up in a context. And the context for this globe truth appears to be very suspicious. It looks like they were trying to get away from particularly the scriptures and a very particular worldview of the world that Who? was flat. Who is? Now, Who is? since they were uh, the um, scientific um, establishment and even the church, the church that went Neoplatonic, and went with the Greek philosophical mystery schools as opposed to, say, the scriptures. And so in that, that context, them. if they're trying to, yes, if they're trying to fight against that worldview, well, then if they're lying, well, then we now have to look at the worldview that they were fighting 500 years ago. And so in that context, we need to see, hmm, were they right when they were saying it was flat, covered by a dome or whatever, on pillars on top of a watery deep? under the waters above, under the heavenly throne of God, or whatever, because a lot of the ancient cosmologies appeared to have that in common. Flat land covered by some sort of hemispheric dome covering, um, you know, and in some cases with water. So one of these things is not like the other, the Greek mystery school ball that assumed, you know, um, a radius and that we couldn't see too far because there's a hump of earth curvature in the way, despite the, the fact that left to right on the um uh, on the x axis. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's get, hang on. Let, sorry, let me. Can we go back to the historical context just for a second? So, yeah, what the, the Romans and the Greeks knew that the Earth was a, a ball. For How the did most they, part, you know that. For the By they what? did experiments with the shadows and whatnot. You know this. Did, did they? Did they walk? You seen Atlas the with the globe on his back? He didn't have like a chessboard, did he? No, he had the globe on his back, Atlas. But there's other explanations even for that. I mean, first of all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Wait, wait, wait. You're missing the point. Um, so the Romans and the Greeks in general knew or believed from your point of view that the world was a ball, right? No, they assumed it was because they didn't okay, have Okay, same difference. They believed it was. They believed it was. Okay, I'm not saying... Yeah. Right. So if God made a flat earth and God... Is Jesus a bit and a not, but sort of, but is a bit, but in, but is, 
and he was there when the Romans were kicking about and the Romans crucified him, in all that time, he wouldn't have thought to mention that the earth was flat. Back then, it would have been a fringe belief of some mystery schools. Most people, when they look out with their senses, see a flat, motionless plane. You have to be indoctrinated in Jesuit um, educational institutions uh, with Jesuits who, according to some testimony, are crypto-satanic at the upper echelons and not necessarily going biblical anyway or going with God's word and just trying to go with some other model. You don't think Jesus would have mentioned it? If it was that big a deal... And the Romans thought the earth was round. You don't think Jesus would have mentioned it? It depends on whether Jesus thought it was necessary for salvation. There are people that are coming to believe in the flat earth who, uh, in some cases, are coming to believe in the Surely Jesus is the only person who can tell you what's necessary for salvation. That's for salvation. The shape of the earth isn't a salvation issue. It's just a a technical issue. Don't worry about it then. Don't worry about it then. Well, well, the thing is... It's not a big deal then. If Jesus didn't mention it, man, no big deal. Round, flat, who gives a shit? It could be a triangle. But most of the sciences, at least in the West, were started by um, theologians and seminaries and Christians who wanted to figure out the workings of nature through science, you know, to give glory to God. And so with that basis, you can have a pretty good science if you believe that the laws of of uh, nature and the universe are unchangeable because we have an eternal and changing God. That's an extremely good basis for science right there. But the thing is, this um, uh, heliocentric model besides not being biblical, is not backed up by lasers and is not backed up by long-distance imaging that is breaking the eight inches per mile squared of drop that we expect over um, uh, long distances over um, the ball. It appears to be more concordant with a flat plane. Or a really big earth. If the earth is bigger, that makes everything else off. That makes the NASA's uh, yeah, it orbital does. mechanics. It does. It makes, it makes all that off. Everything That's the list I read at the beginning. It makes correct. all that off, as it does with the flat so, as well. So, so, and also there's still the problem of being at the top of the ball and seeing everything else drop immediately. The only time That's the everyone. horizon That's me now. That's you where you are. That's James where he is. The only We're all time at the top. The, yeah, so the only time the horizon would rise toward the level of the eyes is on a flat surface. Not on the ball. You're at the top of the ball. It would drop immediately. Logic and reason. What do you mean it would drop immediately? It's really big. But that's another thing. It would go out a long way and drop very gradually and slowly because it's massive. But but the thing about this ball is it promotes so much metaphysics. And by metaphysics, I mean you have a section of reality over here. We have to address the metaphysics of the ball. The basically the replacement philosophy. Yeah. Uh, Basically, it makes you want to hold an inconsistent standard of reality over here metaphysically that does not have consistency over here where you're saying the ball's so big, but it's supposed to have eight inches of uh, per mile squared of curvature, but we're not going to test that. That's metaphysics. That's not even consistent. So the ball is promoting inconsistent metaphysical thinking that is not really looking for truth. It's just trying to illustrate a philosophical idea without really testing it. That's a problem. No, I'll tell you what a problem is. This list of stuff that admittedly I nicked from Conspiracy Cats, uh, which you can't explain none of it without contradicting a different part of it. The globe model can, and it all works nicely. So, so that's a problem. That's head? a problem. All right. What, what's p- okay, you can help me then. Pick a number between one and... How many have I got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I've got about 23 here. Pick a number between one and 23. Let's 
Let's try 23. 23. Okay, Polaris. How come you can Polaris, see Polaris um, from the Northern Hemisphere, Wait. not from the Southern Hemisphere, uh -huh. and it moves with you as you move further down the globe? That doesn't make sense on a file. That actually makes perfect sense because over long distances, things appear to get smaller due to angular size and due to perspective anyway. So you wouldn't be expected to see it forever. Eventually, you would expect it to become so small, it would become unresolvable and too small to see, number one. And number two, uh, lemon, you can look down lemon, the hall to answer lemon, that that's question. Not what happens. Lemon, that's not what happens. And you know damn well that's not what happens. It stays the same with the same patterns of stars around it. It stays exactly the same size. And eventually you can't see it over the horizon. It doesn't get smaller. It doesn't fade into a bit. Or all the other stars around it will clump together and go away as well, wouldn't they, until a point? That's not what happens at all. Don't talk shit. It drops and down the bottom two, of the horizon. And number We're two. We're ignoring that. We're ignoring that. Okay, go on. Number two. We can address it partially with number two. Number two, something that's above the level of the eyes when you look down a hallway appears to ramp down and merge with the floor that is ramping up. And eventually the uh, stuff above the level of the eyes merge, uh, ramps down, the stuff below the level of the eyes ramps up, and these two zones of vision sandwich together and become an unresolvable line. You would expect no, that with Polaris as well due to uh, uh, perspective over a flat plane. Absolute shite. No, they don't. That's Why just not? nonsense, mate. You, mate, that's nonsense. You know that's nonsense. Things get smaller until you can't see them anymore. They don't disappear from the bottom up. There's no sandwich. It They get smaller and they vanish. That's what happened. You know that. Come on. Come on. But, but that's you know what, this. But don't... That are happening. First of all, you need to have equal room on the object from all sides. Now, if you're only six feet off the floor... What the are you talking about? You know things get feet. small. You know so that. the bottom half of your vision will crowd out and make things vanish bottom first if they haven't already vanished into their, their own self because Don't they have a very small vision. Don't That's I level down. That's absolute nonsense and you know it. Sandwich zones levels out with your eyes. No, things get smaller and then you can't see them. One sec. We do yeah, have, but have you need some to have equal room on here. all sides of the object. If you're going parallel on all sides. Hang on a second. We were talking about Polaris. One sec. Gentlemen, I hate to interrupt, but just to be sure that we have some order here, well, let's break it into maybe two or three minute intervals, at least for a bit, just to kind of slow the tempo down. As we could probably do 10 seconds, to be fair. Pretty That's lively right excited. now. <laughs> so what we'll do Sorry, is... Sorry, Levin, I'm getting... We, it sounds like uh, we'll give you a chance to explain, Mark, namely why you are saying no, it's not the case, and then we'll give, after that two or three minutes, we'll give Lemon a chance to respond for two or three minutes. So go ahead, Mark. You were, it sounds like you're objecting. Yeah. Sorry, Lemon. I won't take two minutes. I get, um, we were talking about Polaris for a start, not sandwiches. Um, I understand you've got some complicated thing that you can do with the level of this rises here and this drops here. And there's a left-right eye alignment. And when that happens, the thing gets squashed down and then that bit comes up from the bottom. And then, But that's not true, is it? Like, if there's one thing I know about you, Flat Earthers, it's that you like empirical, sight-driven evidence. And you know things get small and then you can't see them anymore. That's all that happens. And if Polaris was doing that... No, hang on. Yeah, that's your claim and Polaris does that, right? I'm saying it drops below the horizon because that's what it does all the stars around it would clump together and it would look like you were backing away from it until it, you couldn't see it anymore. Why would it drop bit by bit until it went below the horizon at the equator, magically? That's all I'm saying. 
that actually was two minutes, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, the thing is, um, we need to look down a hallway and relate this to real life to break some of these metaphysics that are extremely inconsistent. When you look down a hallway, you see certain visual behavior with the parallel lines that are going the same direction that you're looking down the hallway with the objects you know, being parallel to each other as you look down the hallway. You see stuff above the level of the eyes appear to ramp down and stuff below the level of the eyes, like the railroad tracks, appear to ramp up and a convergence zone in the middle that would probably turn out to be a line with the two halves of vision sandwiching together, smushing together and converging. You would expect nothing um, any different with Polaris. Now, as you know, lit objects appear to break angular size rules and be seen for much longer than they normally would be. Case in point, a candle. A candle becomes a small pinprick that is unresolvable. But if you light it, you can see it for two, three, six times as long as you can over miles when it would have vanished due to angular resolution long before if it was not lit. The stars are no different. So it appears that this stuff is much more complicated than we've been led to believe. Uh, did you want to go on to another number? Okay, I like it. See, we got some structure here. It's good. Uh, yeah, sure. Pick a number. What would they have? Number 23. Yeah, 1 and 23, Sean. Let's go for number 22. Uh, oh, it's pretty similar. Oh, no, it kind of is and isn't. Uh, it was stars in the separate hemispheres. Uh, the Northern Hemisphere has different stars than that what they have in the Southern Hemisphere. I don't see how, if there's a firmament with um, a sky clock that's in the firmament that's just like a light show, how it could be different for me, say, here and someone in Australia. Um, by the rules of perspective we just went through, where if you go too far away from something, it will appear to converge, merge, and disappear. You would still be able uh, to see it, though. No, you would not. Eventually, it would converge, merge, and disappear into the horizon because the, the visual angle is just too compressed with the top part of your vision merging with the bottom part of your vision. That's what we just went over. So it would be the same with the stars. And the stars are still inconvenient for the globe because the globe would have a hump of Earth curvature in the way blocking the stars if you're trying to see the same northern latitude stars that they're seeing far north from the south. Some stars can be seen 60 degrees, 70 degrees, 80 degrees of latitude north and south through a hump of Earth curvature. That doesn't make right. any sense geometrically. Right. Okay. Here's the North Pole, okay? Here's Polaris. Here's England. That's me having a look at Polaris. Here's Australia. Billy Zig's down there, writing books without grammar in them. Uh, but look, he can see that as well, can't he? The, the line of sight to it is available, but when you look down a hallway, that's not what you see. The, the hallway would have the ceiling like the top of that dome. So eventually it will ramp down toward the level of the eyes, converge, merge, and disappear, and you're going to have an unresolvable horizon line with a lot of visual uh, information crammed in. That's why you have to ground your metaphysics in reality and look uh, down a hallway. I'm sorry, I've grounded my metaphysics in reality. Is Orion's belt, right? <laughs> Here's me in England having a look at Orion's belt. Here's Billy Zig in Australia writing books with no grammar. He, why can't he see that? It's not perspective, is it? It can't be. Away. It's right there. Look, it's not too far away. It's not it's too, too far, far away. away. It's just merged like the hallway. Please ground your metaphysics in reality and look down the hallway and then make that similar to looking over the flat plane. There's your answer right there. Absolute nonsense, my friend. I'm afraid. Okay, pick another number. Well, that was 22, uh, 21. 
I can see a pattern emerging. Okay. Um, okay. Why are the sun and the moon held in the sky? It's pretty obvious in global. What, what do you say in the globe? Well, they're not really in the sky, are they? They're millions and millions of miles. Well, the moon's not. It's hundreds of thousands of miles away. But they just appear to be in the sky. Well, they are in the sky, obviously. They're in our sky. But they're separate bodies that happen to light our world. I go with the Hebrew cosmology, flat plain, underground caverns, underground, you know, topography, probably hell in the heart of the earth, whatever, on pillars, on top of a watery deep, um, under a firmament dome, under the waters above, under the heavenly throne of God. Basically, a, a Christian Hebrew cosmology with an A.E. Gleason's map on top. So the sun, moon, and stars would be in the firmament based off of, you know, the Bible, you know, from the dude who made it, the a, AKA God or whatever his name is, according to the scripture anyway. So the, the sun, moon, and stars would circle over the flat plane and you can go back to reality yet again with a rainbow. A rainbow looks like a hula hoop bow that uh, goes left to right, suspended in midair. But if you get close to the ground, it looks like it's arching above and below the horizon because you're too close to the flat surface. The, the circular hula hoop uh, band of orbit would be the sun, moon, and stars orbiting overhead just like a hula hoop. You're too close to the ground, it's gonna make an arch and it's gonna go above and below the horizon. Eventually the sun will go too far away, take its light with it, light does not last forever and you will be in darkness. Same with the moon with its light. Um, the moon appears to be its own light. It's a cooling light. It yields no heat at any magnification. Hold a magnifying glass up to the moon. It will not give you a hot laser like it will with the sun. It appears to be totally different light. And the um, excuses from the globe about dusty moon or uh, absorbed light are just bogus as far as I'm concerned. The moon has cold light. Yes. Hold up a magnifying glass to it. You're not going to get a laser. It's going to be cold. I've done it. I held it up to my eye. It felt like my eye was freezing. Yes, reflected it felt light. like a cold electric light. Why would you expect a laser? But reflected light partakes in the same nature as the source of the light. If the um, source of light is warm, reflected off of the mirror, it's still going to be warm. It's still going to have the same has, nature. You said it has cold light. The moon is its own cold light. What does that mean? There's no such thing as cold light. Hold a, uh, um, a thermometer up to the moonlight, it's going to be colder in the light than the shade. Hold it up to the sunlight, it's going to be warmer in the light than the shade. Are you sure that's not because of like the Earth giving off the heat it's gained through the day? It would do that during the day also. Mathematically, no, that doesn't, means... It does it at night, doesn't it? Because it gains the heat during the day and then lets it off at night. But mathematically, that's what we would call a constant. You know, so you can just factor what out about, a like, hang about And what about if you put a thermometer out at night where it wasn't covered, where the moonlight would be, but say there's no moon there, I bet you'd find the same thing because it's going to be colder. Well, that would be a fallacy to say that the moon isn't necessarily having an effect. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean that it's not having an effect. Yeah, it may just idea. be going through something. I mean, I'd go with, you know, um, if I had to wager what was happening with the moon, I think of it like a wireless LED light you know, that you hold next to one of those electrical Edison Tesla balls. It's like this big electric ball. You hold a, a, a light bulb close to the ball. It starts to light up. I think that's what's happening with the moon. And when you take the light bulb further away, it goes dim. That's what I think is happening with the moon basically being on an electrical circuit with the sun, but not necessarily reflecting light, but making light of its own electrically or something. I don't electrically. Know. Okay. Uh, you know, you're meant to be convincing me that the Earth's flat, right? So there's, 
it's on some pillars. Um, right on the there's top. some water. <laughs> there's some water, and then there's some pillars. But there's also water above it. Above the firmament. Right. So there's water above the, the firmament, and there's water underneath the earth. And the earth's on some pillars. Above what are the pillars is... resting on? That I don't know. That's where my knowledge stops. I, that's just the model that I go with. But we've only drilled like eight, ten miles down. And when we drilled down in like the Cola Deep borehole, it was thick. It was sludgy. It was destroying the drill bit. They don't know what's down there. Right. But it's, even... right, Okay. So it's, it's, it's mental to assume. I shouldn't use the word mental. I apologize. It's daft to assume that there's lava in the earth and there's a molten core because we've only gone down eight kilometers, whatever. But it's perfectly reasonable to assume that the earth is balancing on four pillars. That would explain why it doesn't feel like the earth moves. That would explain why it feels motionless and at rest because it is situated, uh, secure, fast, motionless, and still. That makes sense. And the thing is, the idea you, you of a know what? You're right. You're right. The earth's probably flat. Good point. If I'd have thought about it sitting on four pillars, if someone had just said that two years ago, I wouldn't be in this mess, would I? Come but on. the thing is, sitting you're talking about pillars. a molten core of Earth, but that doesn't match the magnetic um, field that they say comes from the, the core of the Earth. Um, metals have a thing uh, like the molten iron core of the Earth would have a, a, a Curie point, a point at which it is so hot there is no magnetism. So even that's contradictory. It can't be a molten iron core. Otherwise, it wouldn't be magnetic, magnetic at all. So there's Which do you think sounds more reasonable, Lemon? Which do you think sounds more reasonable? If you're very honest with yourself, which sounds more reasonable? That the Earth's got a molten core and goes around the sun, or that the Earth's on four pillars, what are the pillars made out of? Unless it meant pillars, like pillows, that's a Yorkshire thing. Uh, even then, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Which is more likely, really? If you're really, really honest, Lemon, which is more likely? Is it the globe thing, or is it the sitting on four pillars thing? The globe wouldn't be reasonable if you don't feel movement. They say that we're moving. You know what? You don't feel movement when you're in a plane, do you? You know that. You're not. Come on. You come on. You're not thick. You know that. You're going really, really fast in a plane. You know you don't feel it except at takeoff and landing. But you know that that's not apples and apples. A plane is enclosed. The Earth says the guy trying to bring me desks and corridors for Polaris. I'm just trying to ground your metaphysics because right now your no, metaphysics not. is you're not consistent and it's not nonsense, really uh, acting other segments it. of reality. So um, in a plane, you have an enclosed compartment that is enclosed. The earth is open. So that's uh, wrong on that count. Number two, you can feel a difference going toward the back of the plane versus the front of the plane, especially if it's tipping up. So you can feel a difference in the movement going uh, against the movement or with the movement. We don't even feel that with the earth. So this it's is not matching reality. This is nothing but metaphysics. Okay, do you know how slowly the Earth rotates as well? It's like really slowly, like once every 24 hours. That's half the speed of the second hand. It's really, really slowly. If I put you on a round, like, I don't know what they call them in the States. We have the things there. We call them roundabouts where you push the kids around on the thing. If I put you on that and it took me a day to do one revolution, I don't think you'd spill your coffee. But all of that would be magnified by the huge junk of the Earth. The no, amount it would of force be... The opposite. The, amount, the opposite. But the amount. But what about momentum? The amount of effort needed to spin a pin once a day is much different than the amount of uh, force needed to spin a wrecking ball. No, uh, needed to spinning. spin a wrecking ball Earth. So you're forgetting about the momentum. The amount it's of uh, a spin it. multiplied it. by the force in the matter. 
This is just metaphysical. It's not even related to reality. It's not going through anything. There's no resistance. You're, so you're saying that space is a vacuum, nothing? Well, not nothing, nothing. There's bits and bobs here and there, but for all intents and purposes, there's bugger all there. There's no how wind resistance. There's no air resistance. But how can you go through nothing? That's just metaphysical garbage. To travel from one place to another, there needs to be a medium there. They used to call this medium an ether. And that was the only framework by which you could prove movement in the first place if you're moving against a substance so you could feel the wind against your hand. Like I could go in a car and be like, hmm, it looks point. like either I'm the moving point. or the, the scenery is moving, but I can put my hand outside the window and feel the hand of uh, the wind against my hand uh, exactly. and tell that I'm moving. That was the ether. But you know yeah, what they did when they yeah. got ether speeds that were too slow? to go with Copernicanism, saying that we're going 66,000 miles per hour around the sun, 30 kilometers per second. They were lucky if they got five to eight. So you know what they did? They destroyed the framework. Political decision to destroy science and the only framework by which we can prove movement by making us move through nothing. Liars. I've got no idea what you're talking about, Lemon. I've got not a clue what you're talking about. We were talking about wind so resistance. So how can you tell if you're moving if you're not moving through a substance? Let's go back. How can okay. you tell that you're moving unless you're moving through a substance? How? Unless you can feel the wind against your hand, how can you tell? Exactly. That's Space must be a substance. So you can't even prove movement now. This is metaphysical nonsense. Yes, I, can. I can see the stars going by. But they could be moving in or you could be moving without a substance to move through like ether the substance of space Let's agree that, that was accepted until 100 years ago. You can't even prove that you're moving anymore. So we have metaphysical I'm pretty sure there hasn't been any talk of ether since like the 1800s. Yeah, but they brought it back under another name. They called it space-time. They, they called it dark matter. Yeah, they, they lied and just brought it back under another name because it wouldn't admit that the ether appeared to be proving that the Earth is either moving much more slowly or not moving at all. I believe in ether. Space-time was space-time. Yeah, it was cobbled together to deny the ether and to deny that the ether drift speeds that they had in the experiments back 100 years ago were pointing to an earth moving much more slowly and or not moving at all. That's what they didn't oh. want to admit. Oh, well, I because think that there's this thing, right, called Meepo, and that counteracts ether. So there you go. Problem solved. I can make shit up too. What's number 20? <laughs> uh, how can it be daytime in England and nighttime in Australia where Billy Zeke writes novels with no grammar? The sun appears to be much more smaller and local. Its light does not reach forever. If it gets too far away, it's nighttime. Okay, By substance, the sun appears to be... I'm to draw another diagram, yep. Sorry, I'm going to draw another diagram. Okay. If you're not going to ground your metaphysics by looking down the hallway, we're just going to go in circles with this. But whatever. I don't need to look down. Why would I need to look down the hallway when we can draw a little map? You need to ground your metaphysics because it's not related to reality. <laughs> you're right. It's not. <laughs> Uh, what was I talking about? Okay, so you, right, the sun's inside the dome, right? Uh, in the model I go with, yes. Yes, okay, so let's just put, okay, I'm going to put the sun here just for, oh, sorry, you can't see what I'm doing, can you? Okay, right, here's my little diagram, okay, here's the North Pole, here's the sun, here's me in England, and here's Billy Zig in Australia writing books with no grammar. Uh, I don't even know whose day this is, because it's both our days, isn't it? Why isn't that both our days? Or is the sun a lot lower down? It's too far away. You need to wait till it circles around to where you are. Okay, hang on. Let me get rid of that then. So let's say it's sun, let's say it's daytime in 
Australia. Is that more like it? It would be daytime in Australia. If you're too far away, it would be nighttime for you until it circles around the way you are. The uh, okay. I could still do you not see that I could still see that and I don't care about what you say about hallways because if the sun is round and is over a flat plane you know this as well you can always see it but I already talked to you about the rainbow which looks I know like and it was nonsense and you know it's nonsense of, of you know come on this is easy suspended. I'm Man, just trying to get you to grasp your metaphysics and No, you're reality. not. You're trying to get me to accept <laughs> bullshit. That's nonsense. That's nonsense, oh, so you're just mate. Not to accept it. Okay, then we'll just go through the numbers for the audience. That's fine. Uh, but when you have a hula hoop bow suspended above the, the land of the rainbow, which looks like a hula hoop suspended in midair, you get close to the surface and it looks like an arch going above and below the horizon. That's the sun, moon, and stars with their hula hoop path as they circle overhead. Eventually, it will go below the horizon due to perspective. What's number uh, 20 or whatever? 19, 20, whatever number. Don't go upset with me, Lemon. It's you talking about corridors. If you're not prepared to believe that then metaphysics. Just gonna go Ground my metaphysics. What does that mean? I, I told you how metaphysics, what you're talking about. We're not talking about metaphysics. We're talking about looking at the sun in the sky. But you're talking about a philosophical concept that it I'm has not. to be a ball with no curvature. I'm not. That's metaphysical. It's not, how is that metaphysical? It's clearly a ball. The sun it doesn't relate to reality. We see a flat horizon. There's no curve. The only time you see curvature is when you have curving, distorting optics or NASA's lying CGI where they have a person like Robert Simmons saying, eh, we had to add a specular highlight. We had to add a cloud here. We had to add an effect here to make it look, you know, it looked kind of flat. We had to, you know, uh, work, work uh, you know, with this picture a little bit. It looks like they're cobbling together deceptive images that don't actually match reality. The horizon is flat, and I don't feel motion beneath my feet. I'm not believing the liars anymore until I get some confirmation. What's number 19 or 20? Dead big, yeah. Dead little. That's why it looks flat. Eight inches per mile squared to test this claim. Otherwise, you're saying we can't prove it. It's pretty big. That's pretty big. It's not that big. Eight inches per mile squared. I can count eight inches on my hand. If I can count eight inches on my hand. It would have to be really little. Like you could walk to Africa in about an afternoon if you could see the curve. Eight, eight inches per mile squared means if something is 10 miles away from you, you take that distance square, it becomes uh, 10 squared, 100. You multiply that times eight inches, which is eight twelfths of a foot, 0.666. You multiply 0.666 times 100. That's 66 feet of drop that would be expected over a hun- uh, uh, 10 miles. Do you see the um, the thing in the um, objects, uh, objects in the distance that are 66 feet or lower? If you do, no ball because there should be a hump of Earth curvature in the way, blocking something that is 66 feet or is. lower. There usually is, to be fair, isn't there? So you're yeah, telling me you can like see a si- So you can't see a six, seven uh, story building 10 miles away? Are you sure about that? Yeah, but they're Test dead the big, aren't they? They go up. You can see them more. Six, uh, 10 stories, that's like an office building. Test it's the claim. Big. See if you can see past uh, eight inches per mile squared. I, of, grant, um, uh, I grant sometimes you can see further than eight inches that one. But there's a lot of wacky things. There's refraction. There's where you stood. There's this and that. Okay. Even if you could see further, I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Still don't get you past all that, does it? It just but means you can see is, a bit bigger. Why aren't you a big earther instead of a flat earther? 
But the thing is, you're using metaphysics to defend the ball and saying any amount of refraction, as long as refraction occurs, I can just use that as an excuse to get away from the claims of the ball and not test them. That's not going to work. Okay. You got to submit okay, these so claims to big earth, big earth would explain why you can see further. You're not a big earth, right? You're a flat earther. How big of an earth? And still, earth. you could be a still earther. With the motion thing, you so, could be a still earther, couldn't you? It could still be a globe. Okay. It move. But, the, but, but the moment you make a claim, it's going to need to be tested. Yeah. So you can yeah, open up uh, your Pandora's box of any possibility that you want, but you need to make a claim so that it can be tested, like with the ball earth. What's 19 okay. or 20? Mate, no, hang on. You haven't given me one piece of evidence that the earth is flat, not one. One piece that you'll accept. Same with the no, flat earth. Okay. What? Um, you you haven't, no, you haven't. Evidence, All you've done earth. is say that we can see further than so we should do. Earth's on some pillars. Um, there's something to do with the sun's in a corridor. And some nonsense about that. Some about metaphysics. You have not but given me. Mate, I'm wide open. I'm a flower ripe for plucking for the flat earth. I'm conspiratorial you minded the to the core. And you cannot convince me that the earth's flat. You then why did you ignore looking down the hallway to see how perspective would work even over a Frankly, flat Frankly, mate, because I didn't understand what you were talking about. So put the sun on the ceiling then. Notice how okay. uh, if you get further and further away from the sun on the ceiling, it will dip down toward the level of the eyes. That you is the still same be able to see it. with the sun over the flat plane. You will still eventually be able to see it will it. merge into but eventually it will merge into your eye level if you look at the ceiling ramping down. And you will still be able to see it because it's a light. But light eventually ends. Light doesn't last forever. It does you if think it's going directly forever? into your eyeballs. But eventually there's a thing called angular resolution and the diffraction limit. If the but, right, but you know the sun doesn't do that. Angle. When the sun sets, it doesn't get really, 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 really little until you're just getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, does it? That's I not have what videos happens. of it changing size and not changing size. I've seen videos where both things happen. So what happened when it didn't change size then? I, if you're going to use refraction as a get-out-of-jail excuse card for the, for the globe, I'll use it for the flat plane. Refraction over a flat plane. If, uh, uh, if the angles are narrow enough, You'd have uh, magnified refractive effects with greater distance anyway, since you're looking through a greater and bigger air column as the, the sun gets further and further away. Refraction over a flat plane. Mate. What's number 19 or Mate. 20? No, hang on. You know, Lemon, don't you know as well as I do, the sun does not fade away into a small dot. You know that. You know that. You've I've seen it a hundred times. You know that. And you know when it rises in the morning, it doesn't start as a small dot and just come at you like that, does it? You know that. I've seen video where both happens. You've seen bullshit. You've seen video. You know that. You've seen it a thousand times the other way, haven't you? But but you're talking about metaphysics. You can't know anything with metaphysics. I'm not talking about You'll metaphysics. I'm talking about looking at the sun. Then how are you relating this to reality? You refuse to look at the hallway where it appears that stuff above the level of your head There isn't a hallway. The, the, the flat earth would be basically a big, long hallway with the sun at a certain level forming, quote unquote, the roof of the hallway if it's revolving overhead. It's right. the same. Which is, which is the hallway? You're on the floor. The, the flat plane would be the floor and that dome firmament would be the ceiling effectively. That's not a hallway, is it? That's a circle with a dome on it. Well, a hallway is a if a is a box if you want to get uh, technical about it. But it has a ceiling and it has a floor of a limit, and stuff above the level of the eyes will appear to ramp down, and stuff below the level of the eyes will ramp up. These two zones will converge, merge, and eventually stuff will disappear. It's the same principle. 
like this? Uh, basically, yeah. You're talking Except shit. you have okay. a really high Absol ceiling. Absolute nonsense, Lemon. So now raise the it. ceiling Absolute on that box. Absolute nonsense. And notice Absolute how it looks nonsense. like the um, the ceiling is raised when you um, uh, and inclined more when you raise the ceiling in that hallway. Absolute nonsense, Lemon. Absolutely. You're not prepared to, to believe it. Um, let's go on to the other ones for the audience. You're not prepared to believe it. Fine, whatever. What's of the next course one? I'm not prepared to believe it because you're talking nonsense. Fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, you'd have to reveal the truth to yourself. That's fine. What's next? Reveal the truth to myself. Some big pillars, yeah, that I can't see that I've got to believe in with faith. Oh, hang on. Well, it's we haven't digged down that far. And we're God sounding down to three. You do know that and even in seismology and in um, uh, geology, they can sound up to 300 plus miles down. And they say there's even more land beyond that. We don't know what's down there. You do know that, right? They're sounding up to 300 plus miles down through thick land. Levin, they, is they really the Bible literally true? There. The Bible, I think it is. It's what literally do you think? true. And it's God omnipotent it has and omniscient. It's God omniscient it, it and omnipresent. Uh, what? I, I guess God I'd have to go with the omnipresent. Omnipresent, he is. And the Bible's literally true. I guess I would true. go with that, yeah. It has so history what? and prophecy, so it has some literal parts. It's a multi-genre. Okay. You're, uh, you're the first literature. person I've ever spoken so to not... that's ever believed that the Bible was literally true. So I have just, I, I've always wanted to ask this, and I'm very curious to hear your answer generally. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 9, after Adam and Eve have eaten the fruit, it says, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, I was afraid. Right. So in verse chapter verse 9 here, if God's omniscient and omnipresent, how has he lost Adam? That doesn't mean that he doesn't know. He may just be asking Adam to see or I thought it was literally true, let though. Adam reveal how he reacts. If God yeah. knows everything, he may know how he's going to react, but he may just go through the motion for Adam so that well Adam can reveal no, himself. Play. No, fair play. That's a pretty good back. answer. We do have to, we yeah, do have to let him actually answer good the answer. question, though. Let's give him a chance. No, I'm conceding it was a pretty good answer. If we get back oh, to the okay. flat earth, I mean, oh, look, I'm a Christian religious heart. It is what it is. What's number Fair 19 enough. or 20 or whatever? Uh, okay, let's uh, let's see. Um, weather. Let's talk about weather. How does weather work in the flat earth? Uh, that could work over the flat earth, too. In the globe earth, you have pressure and temperature making air columns rise, fall, and, and uh, dew and moisture rise, fall, leading to precipitation. Uh, it would just happen over a flat earth with, you know, the sun coming in and making the air columns rise and swirl over the earth. Is there a problem with that? Isn't the sun always there, though? The sun is always somewhere, but it's not necessarily local. But if it's an enclosed environment, as I like, I know you guys really like the second law of thermodynamics and gas pressure and whatnot. How could it be hot in Africa and freezing in the Arctic if the second law of thermodynamics explains so much? Well, the heater can be in the house, but unless you're in the the room with the heater, you're going to be cold if you're far away at the other side of the house. It just depends on how far the sun's heat extends in the system. Uh, by sextants, you get a sun that's no more than 32 miles in diameter because back in Samuel Robotham's day in the 1800s, there were sailors who were under the sun getting no shadow for 32 miles. For 32 miles, they were under the sun, no shadow like Lahaina Noon, and they said, I'm going to get a shadow the moment the sun is no longer overhead and it took 32 miles. So by that alone and sextants, 
the sun can't be more than 32-ish miles in diameter, if that. And it can't be more than maybe three to 10,000 miles high up, if that. Jesse Johnson's another YouTuber, and he took the, um, the math to two decimal places, and he got a sun that was 1,600 miles um, up. When you take like trigonometry, the tangent of 89.99 degrees being equal to X, the height of the sun you're trying to find in this equation, divided by the distance that the sun travels in a second. So when you do the math yourself, you get a sun that's way closer. And if you drop the assumption that the earth is going millions of miles in space and moving at all, you get totally different figures too. Try it. The tangent of 89.99 equals, put that in your calculator, equals X, what you're trying to find, dividing by, divided by the distance that the sun travels in one second at the equator. You get about 1,600 if you, I just it, it's like math. The, uh, what's the number model explains this very clearly, and it's something I can follow. But what you just said it, it, didn't really make a lot of sense to me. That's all. It, it's very simple. It just doesn't relate to reality. Um, what's number 18? Uh, let's see. Again, I did steal these off Conspiracy Cats, and I don't even know what answer I'm looking for with tides. I just get that it's something to do with the moon, so I'm sure you've got an answer that I wouldn't bother me either way, to be honest. Again, I'm not so really that bothered about shape the earth is. Uh, okay, let's go. Oh, with no problem. We already did that one. Let's go with seasons. Seasons. Is we didn't do right? tides. No, we didn't, we didn't do tides. No, but I don't really know like what the globe argument for tides is, besides it's something to do with the moon's gravity. I'm not good enough. Okay, well, the flat Earth argument would probably be something electromagnetic. You just rub a, a balloon against some cloth. It gets nice and staticky. Hold it up to a trickle of water and notice how the water drifts toward the balloon because of static and electro uh, statics or whatever. I thought Maybe I saw that's someone theorize that it was the flat Earth tilting. That's another one. Uh, the Earth bobbing up and down on the Great Deep underwater activity and volcanoes. The main thing that's wrong with uh, gravity is the Earth's gravity compared to the moon's is like 88 times the force or something like that. And the Earth would be pulling the water more than the moon. It doesn't work out mathematically. And high tide does not come when the moon is closest, seemingly when it's at high noon over the horizon. Sometimes it's off from that by hours. It's not a one-to-one uh, correlation with when the moon's in the sky and the tides. That sometimes yeah, places have high tides. It, it, the tides are all over the place. It's a pretty big body of water, though. It would take some time for the momentum and gravity to catch it, Charlie. A couple hours. Yeah. But, I mean, you could rub a balloon right now and get something demonstrable right now with electro uh, statics and electromagnetism. Hold it up to the trickle, is, trickle of water is, and watch the water it's a lot bigger, though, drift towards it? the balloon. It's not the same. So you're just going to say it's so big and unfathomable in metaphysics? Okay, whatever. No, uh, what's the only way to prove it would be to, like, literally, the only way to prove it to you would be to, like, fly you up there and show you. Like, it's basically unfalsifiable, isn't it? Because you can... But... You can, what was that? Like, all, like again, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick, but all this stuff works and matches and doesn't contradict each other. Like, and I'm not really clever enough to go through all this. Maybe someone in the chat is and see how what you've said contradicted another part of it. Because I'm sure it did somewhere. And I'm sure it just, did I don't too, understand why you're I'm... going to so much effort to like deny sure. all this. I'm sure. But the thing is, either you're willing to test the claims or you're not. If you're going to go metaphysical and be like, trust the math and science priest and not test it yourself, I don't know what to tell you. 
you know, no, sometimes okay. you have to take this into your own hand and test it yourself. Right. Okay. I might go on a bit of a rant here, so bear with me. Right. I agree that there are people, secret people, cabals, bankers, this and that, who want to screw us over. I agree. I agree that there's a lot of weird stuff with triangles and the mystery traditions and Kabbalistic traditions and Gnostics and all this. I agree. I think that too. There's a lot of weird stuff happening and there's a lot of weird people trying to do these things to us. But I think this flat earth thing, if all that stuff's true, this is a psyop. Because instead of keeping an eye on bankers and people who are legitimately politicians, bankers, whatever, corporations legitimately in your back pocket, in your wallet, getting at you, instead of looking at them, you're on the shore of a lake with a Nokia looking at the tide. Like, eye on the prize. It doesn't matter what site, what shape the earth is. Like, are you conspiracy theorists or not? It doesn't matter. Like, the, if they're screwing us up on a flat earth or they're screwing us up on a round earth, we still got to deal with them. But have you heard the testimony of the people who came to belief in flat earth? Some of them are coming to belief in creator after being atheists for years. Some of them are even coming to, to God and Jesus Christ. Uh, sometimes, not with everybody, some people are just like, eh, the earth's flat, whatever. But if some you people think, are like, you know, this is game changing. Sorry, carry on. I went on the rant. Sorry, carry on. Well, that's it. What are we saying? I was going to say, if you think that Christianity isn't part of the con, you're on like rung one of the ladder. What? Christianity some... is, is the big con. If you don't believe me, what year is it? Uh, 2020 years after Jesus Christ was born. There you Ish. go. If you don't think Christianity is part of the con, you need to catch up. I mean, there are some conspiracies even I won't believe in, and the zeitgeist, I call it shitegeist conspiracy is one of them, that Jesus is some sort of copy of pagan gods. It's rubbish to me, but I don't know. I'll have to look into it. But what's number uh, 17, 18, or whatever? What's the next one? Okay. Uh, let's see. Wait, we didn't do seasons, did we? Seasons? Oh, seasons change over a flat Earth. Um, they just follow the sun as it circles over the flat plane. It gets a nice tighter orbit as it spirals toward the north and stays in that general area. The North Pole um, is in the uh, center of the flat plane with the North Pole in the center. And so the sun is circling overhead, making a circle around the North Pole. And the inner part of that circle would be what we call the Northern Hemisphere-ish. It um, expands outward toward the south making a wider um, orbit toward the south, the southern Antarctic ice ring, and it takes the seasons with it. When it's further toward the south, over the Tropic of Capricorn, the southernmost latitude um, circle that it goes toward the south, it's summer down there, winter in the north. When it's closer to the north, um, toward the Tropic of Cancer, the northernmost circular latitude around the central north, it's summer in the north and more like a winter in the south. So the sun has to speed up the further towards the perimeter of the disk it gets. It would have to, yes. To cover this uh, more distance in the same 24-hour time, it would have to, yes. Do we have any idea of the mechanism behind that? The best thing would, again, be electromagnetism. I can show you quantum locking, where you put a magnet over an electromagnetic track, and you can get it to orbit over that thing for as long as you wish, basically. So is this I really, would pop, is this, sorry, go on, sorry, go on. Uh, I'd go with electromagnetism. 
What are you saying? Is that really more believable? Is that really, to you, more believable than the Earth's a globe and it spins? And the, it if, I, if I don't see curvature, if I don't feel movement, it is no okay. longer valid. But again, mate, how are you going to see curvature? Because the Earth's dead big. It's not that big. If I'm seeing something go over the curve like a boat go forward in the, I guess, X, Y would be left, right. If you're looking at a graph and putting it on the earth in real life, Y would be up, down. Z would be straight through toward the horizon. If I see a boat disappearing over the Z axis, the Z axis, I need to see corresponding curvature on the X, Y axis, or I'm not believing it. Otherwise, what are you saying? Uh, it's a cylinder. It's like straight left to right, but it has a, a hump curve over the side, are we talking about what? Cylinder earth, toilet roll earth? What What are we talking about here? I'm saying if you could see a curvature, like I said earlier, you could probably walk to Africa by tomorrow. Well, I mean, yet again, we don't have eight inches per mile squared of curvature. I could bring out some good binoculars and peer right through that curvature of earth and bring stuff back that is supposedly gone over the curve of the earth. It's okay. just not making sense. But all you've done there is prove that you can see a bit further than eight inches per mile squared. Like, I don't, I haven't seen a single thing that's proved to me that the Earth is flat at all. You've given me conjecture, guesses, and problems you see with the globe. You haven't given one positive claim for the flat Earth. Let's keep going. What's your next one? Okay. Uh, okay, solar eclipses then, they're predictable, are they not? They are predictable. I can tell you when, I can Google right now, when is the next solar eclipse, and I bet it happens. And that's done because the globe Earth model predicts when that happens, the heliocentric model. So the flat Earth model cannot predict solar eclipses. So how do you explain that? They were predicted long before the globe by the Cero cycle. The Cero cycle is basically for the lunar eclipses, an 18-year, 10-month and some change cycle that says that the eclipses occur in recurring patterns in the same area every 18 years, 10 months and some change. So it looks like they were already patterning eclipses irrespective of the model anyway. And it looks like the Chaldeans and the ancient cultures that map this stuff out appeared to be pretty, at the very least, geocentric, if not flat, based off of the illustrations of their cosmologies. And yet again, they all appear to have um, a couple things in common, flattish land covered by some sort of dome-like covering. So maybe they knew something that we forgot. So you're saying that eclipses are pre-programmed? They happen in regular cycles called the Cero cycle. You can look it up. It's the Cero cycle. Okay. The only okay. thing that's improved since then is better clocks to help us, you know, uh, uh, time it a little better. But that's it. Generally, it's just the Cero cycle. Heliocentrism hasn't really added, you know, uh, anything to that. Right. But if... if if ancient cultures are looking at the sky and noticing a pattern in when eclipses happen, it doesn't like it doesn't matter what they thought the shape of the earth was, they've just worked out a pattern, right? Exactly. So it doesn't exactly. prove the earth's flat, but it does prove that it's round. So it doesn't prove anything, well, it doesn't but prove it proves anything. the earth okay. is round. It, it proves it's not That's flat. Not work. It proves it's not flat. Either way, either way, the shape of the earth is immaterial. It's just a general pattern that you chart no, out and you just note when it I think occurs. It's, I think it's eminently more reasonable to believe 
that there's a sun, a moon, and the earth, and every now and again, the moon gets in the way. That's, well, dead, that's dead simple, isn't it? That, but it's unreasonable to believe that the earth is eclipsing anything if you look at the impossible eclipse. Look at the um, uh, Selenelian eclipse. Okay, it's a I've, fancy heard that, word I've, heard, for, I've heard that debunked 50 times on modern day debate. So, how did they debunk it? I don't know. I'm not refraction. I just they, they said refraction, know. didn't they? It's refraction. The 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 uh, go to excuse for why you're seeing too far and why stuff is happening over the globe Earth that shouldn't happen. Okay, what's next? Still not. I'm, I'm just. I'm still not convinced. I'm still. I'm right okay. for the plucking in. You have an audience. Help me out. What's help next? Me out. I, no, I help me. I can't up. help you. You're not ready to believe. No, you're not I, ready. I told a what's lie next? in my opening. I told a lie when I said I didn't want to be a flat earther. The truth is. I love being a conspiracy guy because you get to feel all like, you know, some other people don't and get to call people sheep and that. Like, I quite liked it when I was into all this. And I was like, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. I'll be a flat earth guy. And I'm like, know all this stuff that no one can debunk. But it was too easy to debunk. Like, I actually wanted to be a flat earther because it's quite, I quite liked it that, you know, that having something over people thing. It's quite intoxicating, isn't it? I was a bit disappointed when it was easily debunked. It's not the truth, um, is it, mate? It's not. It's not, is it? I'd like it to be as the well. Truth it'd be cool. it's, mm, but the, it's But the truth is what matters. People are believing this no, and they're the getting a the whole new perspective on things. The truth whole the truth, isn't it? I think the truth's the truth. It doesn't matter what... I think the truth is the truth. It's objective. Like, and even if it's bringing people to Jesus, it don't matter if it's not true. It doesn't, because it's not true, but is it? When you look at the horizon... But when you look at the horizon... When you look at the horizon, do you see something flat or something curved? What do you see? Yeah, it's dead big. It's flat. It looks flat. It looks flat to me, too. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but if it looked curved, I'd be able to walk to Africa. But where's the eight inches per mile square to curvature? How do we test this? I don't we give a shit. There's all kinds of wacky things. It's not proved to me. Like, all that matching and being explained is proved to me. It's not. I'm sorry. Well, if that's you more reasonable. And- it's just but if you reasonable. zoom in, but if you zoom in on a curved object, it'll look flat. But if you zoom in on a flat surface, guess what? It, what it's going to look like too flat. So how are you going to test those claims, man? But I've also seen mctune.net, and it's got all the evidence as well. And I'd look in. I was like, yeah, that all absolutely makes sense. The way the angles work out, I'm just about smart enough for that. And I looked at the way he did that picture, and he took the pixels and showed how he counted all the pixels out. And when he compressed it, there was a curve. I saw that. That's pretty good evidence. That's but actual that's just evidence. the curvature of the lens. That's the curvature that's, of the lens. Not, All lenses suffer from they take distortion. Into, they take that into account, though, don't they? It's not. No, they don't. In close, uh, it will be hardly any barrel distortion, but just like a fisheye camera, it will magnify with greater distance and greater elevation and become absurd. That's even with the best lenses. All lenses suffer from barrel distortion, and when you compress it left to right, you can see the lens distortion, but not necessarily the curvature of the Earth. What is your next one? Okay, the point is that I look at Horizon, and yeah, it looks pretty flat, and you look at Horizon, and yeah, it looks pretty flat, but that works on both models. Do you see what I mean? So that's the null but point. That's use, a moot point now. So now but you that's have to gone. Use more metaphys- that's not evidence. But you, have to use more, but you have to use more metaphysics for it to be curved yet look flat. Okay, you have, have to, to disconnect your mind more for it to be curved and look flat. So why don't we drop the metaphysics and see if we can test this stuff? I need to Google okay? what metaphysics is first. The branch of philosophy that deals with the first principles of things, including abstract concepts such as being, knowing, identity, time, and space. Okay, it sounds like bollocks to me, if I'm honest, pal. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what is, I, I have to, apparently, I thought you guys were all about actual empirical evidence, and you're telling me to look into my metaphysics. Yes, basically stop saying that it has to be a globe, even though it looks flat and disconnecting your mind. How can you even believe in that with anything other than metaphysics? That because I no know sense. that if there's a light in the sky and the Earth's flat, you have to be able to see that light all the time. It's just obvious, mate. It's just obvious. It's but we really don't even obvious. see the light. But we don't even see the light at the end of the street forever. Why would yes. the sun be any different? Please relate this back to reality with real examples at the very least. Get out of that metaphysical realm where we have this light that lasts forever, despite the fact that in real life, we don't even see that happening. But it's far more likely that there's a flat earth built by God on four pillars with a dome. What's the dome made out of? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many more questions. What makes weather? Where's weather coming from? Where's, like, snow with the big machines blowing clouds? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure some of this stuff out, yeah, too. Exactly. I just went with that. But we do know. But we do know. And it's really clear. I, I really don't think that they do. I really don't it's think obvious. that they do. I think All they're making up. It's obvious. All these things match. It's just... It's, What's the next one? I think, I think you like being a flat earther because it makes you feel more Christian than everyone else. And I think it makes you feel like you've got one up on everyone else, like you know something that they don't. I think that's what's going on. It's all, I've been there as well. I was like that, and I still am a bike that with a lot of things. But it's just, it's just not true, is it, mate? I'll give you a chance to respond, so you're talking Mark, about... or, uh, Lemon. I'll give you a chance to respond. But do want to let you guys know that in just a few minutes, we'll jump into the Q&A, as it's already been uh, about an hour after those opening statements, which were pithy. How was it go? <laughs> go ahead, Lemon. Very pithy. Oh, um... Ah, I forgot. Ah, uh, getting old. I think uh, Lemon had said you question. are just what, trying to feel. I think he had said you're just oh, yeah. trying to feel like you're a more Christian Christian. Oh, yes, yes. We all want to feel special. We all want to feel loved and special. Um, you know, the red pill arrogance, um, you know, I can admit to some of that, too. But I used to be a Christian glober. I just, you know, didn't really think about what the Bible said about the shape of the earth. So we have a lot of Christians Christian or not, that go with the globe. But the only thing with that Christian thing is what does the Bible say? Then I looked at the Bible a bit uh, with the other Christian flat earthers. And, you know, God said to Job, it's pressed out like clay under the signet ring. Back in Babylon, they used to carry these rings, these flat rings with an impression on it, their family insignia, their signature, whatever. And they press it into documents. And it would flatten the, the clay out to seal the document, like letters and stuff, to show that it hasn't been tampered with. It would be covered with, like, wax or a clay seal to show that it hasn't been tampered with or whatever the hell they use. And it would leave a flat impression. Uh, it's, it's flat like clay under the signet ring, God said to Job. That's flat with some impressions. And it's upturned at the edges like the Antarctic ice ring. Ding, 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 ding. You know, it's, it's flat, upturned at the edges. Makes sense. That's what the Bible says. Not Greek philosophers, not Greek disconnected from reality philosophers going into Neoplatonism and metaphysics and saying that the earth is this perfect ball because it's so pretty and so abstract. And that's what God would do if I were in God's shoes and how I'd make it. You know, this is God, the maker saying what he did to Job. So there's a disconnect there. Am I going to be a pagan metaphysical Greek philosopher 
and or am I going to go to God's word? That's just with me. I'm a little bit disappointed, Lemon, that you're not more objectionable. You're quite a nice chap. <laughs> uh, you should see me when I get triggered. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely disagree, but... And we've got a little bit fuzzy. I mean, that was probably my fault because it's like 4 a.m. and I've had about 17 beers. But uh, it's been quite nice talking to you, Lemon. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, now let's let's fight through all the questions, shall we? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Want to remind you that though it's not in there now, not far away, we will be putting Lemon's link in the description. He's just going to send it to me afterwards. Mark H. at the moment doesn't have a link. However, you do get to stare at him right now intently. And so we do appreciate that. By the way, is it just me or does Mark H. look like Destiny? Whoa. Totally. Uh, so I'm about to ruin that for you, James. You ready? Huh? Totally bald. Wow. Yeah, not very destiny ish. You had me going there. But you, it was yeah. like close. Like for a little bit there, you did. And Isaiah 4022. Yes, yeah, so we're jumping into QA, folks. Thank you so much for your questions. Starting with Isaiah 4022, who says, Atheists love uh, T NASA slash Satan and. NASA's cartoon slash CGI ball earth because the Bible is 100% a motionless flat earth book. Well, God, that's... I love Satan. I flipping love him with his horns and his pokey stick. Can't get enough of him. Good point. And NASA, they're awesome too. Evan Stein. Well, it, was... oh, sorry. Well, I just don't really... to be... let's see. Yeah, I, I, just to, because we might have more questions coming in as well, I do want to quick move to the next one. Next up, Evan Stein says, if globe earth conspiracy is about, quote, hiding God, then flat earth disproves your God. He's not omnipotent or worthy of worship if men can hide him. Oh, snap. Lemon, what do you think of them apples? Uh, people believe what they want. God um, uh, is a God of freedom. He's the God of the living, uh, not the God of the dead. If we're not going to reach out to him with living hands of faith, then we're practically dead. So, you know, God's like, eh, you know, I'm here. You know, if you ever want to get to know me, I'm right here. But if you don't, well, you know, uh, turn to me before, you know, it's too late. But, you know, that's up to you. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. This one coming in from Isaiah 4022 strikes again, this time saying, Atheists, please stop calling theoretical scientism science. It's nothing but fairy tales for the godless. All right, I'll stop that. Next, scientism. RLH, appreciate your question, says, For Lemon, why does the sun go down over the horizon and not get smaller the way planes do? Aren't they both going away from us over a flat earth? Why do they behave differently? Don't cop out go to phuket world he'll show you it uh uh going down in angular size disappearing in angular size i've seen it disappear with a filter um i've seen it reduce in angular size with a filter without a filter rather um you know basically it looks like the top and bottom half of your vision merging into an unresolvable line due to the diffraction limit as the you know light tries to crowd into your eye at the level and elevation that you're at and angular resolution, which says that two objects will eventually appear uh, separated at first, but will eventually appear to come together, merge, 
and uh, disappear due to angular resolution. Object one is the top half of your vision from your eye level up. Object two is uh, the part of your vision from your eye level down. Eventually they will smash together, merge and converge into a horizon line over a flat plane. Gotcha. This one comes in from Spurg Lettuce says uh, nothing. They just left out, but we appreciate your support. Let's see. General E. Shady, thank you for your question. Says, flurfs deny actual science. Substitute with crap. Uh, I apologize. I didn't bring any actual science. That's my fault. Lemon. <laughs> Just scientism, uh, uh, fake science. It's um, scientism, excessive belief and faith um, in science's methods and protocols. It comes from materialism. It comes from atheism, and it's an inadequate method. It deals with nothing that is unseen, nothing that is beyond the material world. When we can't even see all of the wavelengths of light, there's an ultraviolet spectrum. Beyond that, there's wavelengths of light we can't see, X-ray, gamma, whatever. There's wavelengths beyond even the ultra-red, uh, uh, infrared. We can't even see that yet. We're trying to you know, tag this materialism onto it, saying that we can catalog and see everything scientifically. It's bogus. There's an unseen uh, spiritual realm that can choose to interact with us, but we're not going to be able to always science the crap out of it unless it chooses to interact with us. It, it's just the way it is. Next up. Thank you for your question or comment from Fight the Flat Earth. Says, good job, Mark. Kill the Flat Earth. Next. Well, I name checked him, didn't I? That's why. Hey, also, Fight the Flat Earth me. says, lemonbird.exe has stopped working. Please restart. Oh, I see. Is it that he's saying you're like a robot? I should know this, but I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't. I wouldn't be too upset, Lemon. Like it's pretty obvious he was going to be on my side here. C. Parnes. No problem. Thank you for your question. Says he lost you. Uh, he, he lost you when this debate started, Mark H. Next time, come prepared. But they said he lost you. I'm confused by that. Yeah, he I lost... think they're saying like he, he, he ran ahead with his... Oh, I see what you're and saying. And he was left me on gotcha. the yeah. Like the roadrunner leaving the coyote yeah. behind. Mike Billars, thanks for your question. Uh, says, you can predict, quote unquote, when eclipses occur, but not where they occur using a flat earth. Lemon, is that true? Just, Are you only able to predict when they happen? It just depends on the model that you superimpose flat plane and or around glo globular earth the rest a lot of this stuff just seems like rhetoric it looks like most of the predictability came from the Cerro cycle at best improved by better clocks what um you know geographical map you superimpose it onto that just depends on whether you go with the globe or the flat earth i'd have to look into it more but it looks like mainly it's the Cerro cycle from the chaldeans back in two three thousand years ago or whatever but it would not it would be arbitrary on a flat earth though wouldn't it it would be whenever gods decides to do it it looks like the skies are regularly occurring clock that you can chart and predict stuff off of and the only model that you can have flat around where you have recurring patterns that happen over and over and over again is when something's spinning or circular so that would imply that you know there's some sort of circular clock-like event happening overhead because that's the only thing that we know of that makes things occur regularly and with a rhythm gotcha and thank you for your question this one coming in from mike billars as well says lemon i have four photos of the sun from chicago atlanta 
Miami, and Omaha. Provided the time of capture, can you calculate what angle or direction the cameras were pointing? Because I can using a globe Earth. I guess we have to see how it works on a flat Earth, but I don't know. Gotcha. And Moomin Rider Bicyclist for JU. I can't see the rest of it. So sorry, friend. It's Oh, let me pull the page. It'll it'll make it bigger. And thanks for your patience, folks, if you're in the Twitch chat. We do have Twitch. I'm a little bit slow at checking the chat. But if you like Twitch, I'm actually going to put that in the description right now and want to let you know, hey, check out our Twitch. And that's also a way you can both watch Modern Day Debate. You can follow us there. And you can also, if you want, you can subscribe to Modern Day Debate on Twitch as well. So, Tuss Beatbox, thanks for having my back. Thanks for that as well. But Moomin Rider, Moomin Rider, says this is worse than the guy that said we went to the moon because NVIDIA graphics. And commenters said vacuum tubes can go through the Van Allen belts but microchips can't. Oakley versus T-Jump, text one for agree. Well, maybe we will have that. That's a possibility. So mm-hmm. we uh, that could be a juicy one. And this uh, Nathan Oakley fellow, does he debate ever? I, I've got curious, just kind of Only on you. his own channel when he has access to the mute button. I don't oh, think okay. he'll come on. I, I wonder, on. okay. Once we, I do have to tell you folks, we have plans for doing some in-person debates this summer. Really excited for it. Is Oakley in the U.S.? No, he's over here. He won't come on. He won't come on? I, I guarantee you he won't come on. He's, he, he, he just he does his mute button. He yells, he screams. You don't want him. He's, an, he's worse than Dad Dawkins. That's juicy. And thank you for your question. This one coming in from RLH says, To Lemon, your answer made no sense. You're just not ready for the truth. I Uh can give you their... uh... So can I just interject? I apologize to, like, the sciencey globe people who were, like, really rooting for me, and I totally let them down. I don't know about science. I just wanted to, like, be like, I don't know either. Can you convince me? Like, that was... I'm not trying... I don't know shit. To be fair, I think that last guy... I think that last guy, though, was a flat earther. So I... uh... Okay, yeah, he probably didn't like me in the first place. So it's... The flat earthers are the ones throwing their poop at you, I, I think. Uh, oh, but I would expect this, it from both sides, frankly. But Thumb well, Walbrand, I mean, thanks for your question, said, ask Lemon if he can see a one degree over 69 miles, 25,000 miles circumference, miles divided by 360 degrees, a globe, is equal to 69 miles per one degree. You'd have to be at the center of the earth for that to be even be applicable. We make angles from the surface of the earth where we appear to have a 60-degree visual zone from our eye level up and a 60-degree visual zone from our eye level down. We're not at the center of the earth. So that's, um, you know, the principles that that's based off of are fallacious unless you're located at the center of the earth where those angles would be made. And that's assuming it hasn't merged, converged, and disappeared due to perspective and angular resolution when you're at the center of the earth and looking toward the center, uh, the surface of the earth from the center of the earth, that that's not based on any sort of real principle at that point that relates to reality. Gotcha. And in fact, regarding one of the people that said that 
you remember that super chat that said that Lemon lost you, Mark yes. H. Yeah. The person C Pames uh, gave a response after you had responded to their last super chat. They said that's fair. I respect that. So you've uh, <laughs> perhaps gained a fan, a new fan uh, as well. And so thanks also for your question. This one coming in from, let's see, where did it go on me? Two seconds. Donald Kronos asked this. What are the pillars standing on regarding the earth? And they say, so this is for Lemon. They say, if anything, how does Lemon think he knows the Bible didn't get it wrong? There's history in the Bible. It's a multi-genre work. A lot of times people who just want to run kicking and screaming from the Bible say it's all fake. Well, it's a bunch of books cobbled together over 15 like centuries. It's prophecy. It's history. Some of it's poetry. Some of it has a little bit of allegory, but it's a mix. And it's immature to just discount the whole book when the culture that had the work did not treat it that way. Gotcha. And thanks so much for your question. This one coming in from hyphen swirevel hyphen. <laughs> Thank you for your question said, can you ask what would happen if you walked in a straight line until you reached the horizon? What would happen? Would you fall off lemon? Um, there's a dome beyond Antarctica. Eventually you'd go plink. If you didn't freeze to death in the Antarctic ice ring that surrounds the perimeter, oh, if you didn't get stopped by the Antarctic Treaty at the 60th parallel where they are authorized to use um, up to and including military force to detain you and turn you back from exploring what's down there. Um, it looks like we're in an enclosed world that's covered by a firmament dome, especially by the um, ancient cosmologies. It looks like meteorites or chunks that fall off of it make a cry of meteors. You got the sun dogs and the parhelions that look like sunlight shining off the thing. It looks like we're covered by a dome. Gotcha. And Master may I? Sorry, hang on. May I? What are you talking about? You can go to the Antarctica. I was looking today because Billy always says this and I thought it was debating him. You can. I was looking up tours. You can go there like next week. Well, probably not next week, but like you know, when things get back to normal. But the pretending it's next week. You can literally book a tour there. You can go there. Like, can you explore its sixty thousand mile circumference, or are you going to be kept and corralled in a very specific area? Depends what tour you book, I guess. Like, you can go there though. You pretend you can't go there. You can totally go there. And like that treaty is just for like government, so they don't put nukes there and stuff next up as if i'm sorry well i'll give you a i'll give you a, since the original challenge was to you lemon i'll give you the last word before we go to the next question time time's so precious let's keep going master optics says do you think hovind would debate lemon maybe actually hovind is like big on he doesn't want flat earth i've asked him before we've tried to get him to debate nathan thompson he refuses every time so i wish but i doubt it and want to let you know, though, we are in the works of setting up another, you could say, a Kent Hovind Returns type of debate, as we haven't had him on in a long time. Um, but that should be fun. And so keep an eye out for that, folks. And also, James Payne, thanks for your super, or this is a question, a standard question says, please ask how the North Pole has half a year of darkness, Lemon. It's too far away. 
it's too far away from the north circling too far over away over the south so you're gonna have um uh, 24 hours of darkness um when it gets real close you're gonna have 24 hours of light in the north nice uh, nice question from neilio this is interesting i didn't know lemon that you believe that the moon gives off its own light they asked why are the why are there shadowed craters on the moon if the moon gives off its own light shadows can't be cast on a light surface these are the questions i should have been asking frankly no worries um i've seen this um glow-in-the-dark stone called Uperlite. it's even got dark um sections maybe the moon is some sort of glow-in-the-dark Uperlite stone or something like that um it could light up from within maybe it casts you know um uh, shadows on its own self depending on its topography um i guess i'd have to look into it but basically based off of holding a magnifying glass from the moonlight up to my eye it felt like a cold cold ray so i don't think that that's like sunlight at all gotcha and had another chat who's skiba s-k-i-b-a skiba rob skiba is another flat earther um he does different flat earth proofs with atmospheric lensing and stuff he's got some pretty good videos as well does he do debates uh i don't know if he does a whole lot of debates he'll do like a conversation um i don't know if he'll uh do a debate i, I need to look at more of his work but um, he's got some pretty good stuff gotcha and with that want to say thank you everybody we have really appreciated you. We want to let our dear friend Mark get to sleep. He's already stayed up two hours past in an extremely late time. Fight the Flat Earth with Fight the Flat Earth is with me as well. He's been staying up. Bless him. He's over here somewhere. What time is it right now there where you are? Twenty five to five AM. Whoa. Okay, so it's going on five AM for him. He stayed up. It's incredibly. a good job I'm not going to church, frankly. It's he's in England <laughs> and he is Staying up extremely late for us. So we want to say a huge thank you to Mark. I seriously owe you big time, Mark. Seriously. We really do appreciate you. And also, thank you to Dearest Lemon for his return to Modern Day Debate. I think it's been a long time, but I think we've had you here. We've had you on before, right? He jumped, yeah. Oh, it's been a while. I think I want to say a couple months, maybe a year. Oh, it was T-Jump. Okay. But yeah, so we do appreciate that. And so... Yes, we are stoked, you guys. And so we are pumped and want to say thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us. As mentioned, that Bigfoot debate is coming up next Saturday. You guys, this is honestly going to be epic. I had mentioned I was watching the Bigfoot documentary, and I was watching it with my girlfriend. And what happened was I listened to Dr. Jeff Meldrum, and I thought, I was like, whoa, that guy's good. Like, we, I got to get him on. And so I emailed him at idaho state university and yes he is he says he's not he's like hey i'm not a believer in bigfoot i'm convinced there's a bigfoot that's what he says and so you guys it is going to be epic he'll be going against maddie and she is a phd student and so she's a uh you could say she's educated in the sciences and meteorology so not his specialty but nonetheless you could say scientific thinker so that we're gonna be... do a shot every time someone says patterson Patterson, the Patterson film isn't. That oh, the... that's right, the Patterson Gilmore. That's a film. That's right. They will. That's one of the talking points that we'll have on. So hit subscribe, folks. If you're not subscribed, that's going to be an epic one. You don't want to miss. So be sure when you do hit that subscribe button, click that bell notification. 
the one that has the little like ringing symbols like on the outside of it, that basically says you want reminders for all of them. And that way you'll for sure get a reminder for that debate. Oh baby, it's going to be a good one. So we want to say thank you guys. It's honestly a true pleasure to have you all here. Thanks to the more the merrier. Appreciate you hanging out in the chat, asking questions. The, and it's, I would say, yes, no matter what walk of life you're from, flat earth, globe earth, you name it, we appreciate you. But one last huge thank you. Oh, by the way, thank you so much, Mods, for doing a great job getting rid of any of that hate speech, any of that stuff. We're a pretty easygoing channel, but one thing we don't want is any sort of hate speech, stuff like that. And so we are pumped. We appreciate you guys, Mark and Lemon. Thank you guys sincerely for being with us. Thank you. Thank Thanks. You. Take care and have a folks. I'll be back in a, for a short, short post credit scene. And so stick around and thanks so much again. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.